welcome to the Beyond Green 365 podcast. This podcast educates homeowners on how to make healthier choices when updating, remodeling, or building a new home. Step Beyond Green to Healthy supports, advocates, and educates for healthier indoor environments. We make every effort to offer healthier options and learning opportunities. However, our assistance is not specific medical advice for any one person and or medical condition. For specific medical advice, please contact your physician. The content provided by Step Beyond Green to Healthy is for your information only. Any application of this information is your responsibility entirely. Here is your host, Jonathan Sinovic. Welcome everybody to the Beyond 365 podcast. I'm your home, Jonathan Sinovic with From Step Beyond Green to Healthy. And today's guest is none other than Paul Brown. Paul Brown is not only a nice guy, but he's really good looking. We won't be able to tell that on today's podcast, but that's okay. Take my word for it. He's the architectural specialist for VLUX America. That's right, VLUX America. That is located in North Carolina in the city of Charlotte. But VLUX Group is the main group that was started in Copenhagen, Denmark, back in 1941. That is absolutely amazing during World War II with their roof window. Paul is a native of Wisconsin. He's been here 62 years, his entire life. And he's been in the red, the residential building in the skylight realm specifically for the last 40 plus years. In the, he's worked for VLUX the last 25 years. Man, that is a guy who knows about skylights and knows everything there is to know about them. So he has been married 37 years to his beautiful and lovely wife. And they have two daughters and he now has two granddaughters. Pretty, pretty neat. Paul's a great guy. We're going to talk to him today about the misconceptions with skylights and the technology that's overcoming them and the connection to healthy. So with that, let's get started. Today, I am excited. I'm always excited, but today I'm really excited because we're going to talk about skylight, skylight misconceptions and the technology that's changed over the years. And part of the reason I'm so excited about it is because um, in, a, in another podcast, we talk that I've talked to you in, we talked about the fact that in World War II, 1941 was when um, VLUX was started. Um, and it started as a roof window. Uh, and if you if you haven't heard the other podcast, please make, make, make some time to go back and listen to it. We talk more about the transition between a roof window to a skylight. But the reason why I'm excited to talk about technology and misconceptions about skylights here in the States is I don't think um, I really took two and two together and said roof window to skylight. And it was a transfer into the United States, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so skylights, Paul, I'm not going to lie. I talked to a lot of clients about sky skylights and putting them in and everybody has the same, the same issue. Here wow. They leak. <laughs> Paul, why do skylights leak? And why does everybody in the world think they leak? Okay. So Jonathan, I've been with VLUX, as you know, a long time. <laughs> um, and I would say before 2010, and 2010 was kind of a turning point, but I would say weekly, I would come across an old timer um, in the industry, you know, would hear about me and say, oh, skylights, there are two types of skylights, those that leak and those that are gonna leak. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I've, I've heard that same statement. <laughs> and 99%, I'd say 99% of the time, um, skylights, when skylights leak, it's, it's because of an installation problem. So um, now, wow. 
let's 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 take that back. Let's take a step back. Um, the old dome acrylic skylights. Um, so the acrylic, unlike Velux, which is a flat glass product. Okay, the acrylics mm-hmm. back then they they just didn't weather the storm. Well, um, the sun's UV rays would break down that acrylic really fast um, and make them brittle. And the skylight itself would actually leak um, with the, the old domes. Now, they've, uh, they've made some advancements like everything else with acrylic and polycarbonate. Um, but because of the energy codes out there, um, you cannot put a, uh, an acrylic or a polycarbonate dome on a residence. They just mm-hmm. don't thermally perform like flat glass does, insulating glass does which sure. all skylight manufacturers have now in their skylights. So, but they, they, they don't leak, Jonathan, they don't. And, and, you know, some back to your point, you bring up a great point, a great fact. We started in 1941. That was what, 82 years ago. Um, your math is way better than mine that, that fast. So that's, sure. We'll say 82 for second that, discussion. Actually, I'm quite impressed that I was able to take that. <laughs> um, we, uh, we've been manufacturing skylights and roof windows only for 82 years. If they leaked, you think we'd be still in business? Not at all. I, I wouldn't think so. I, I, I wouldn't think so. Um, but but it's it's amazing how certain things in our in the building industry you just get tagged as pro as a as a yep. problem and how and how you have to overcome that stigma even if you didn't even if it wasn't your product you know there are plenty of of, of competitive products on the market for other different brands not not skylights but just in general and so if one has a problem it's kind of like pergo flooring i don't want to pick on pergo but it was like oh my gosh we have we have a pergo pro- problem and anything that looked like per- pergo was a problem right it was like Oh my gosh, we just can't use that because that that flooring is going to fail. Well, it was it was a particular thing, it, it, and it was a situation. So it's not necessarily universal, but as a building community, sometimes the general public gets stuck on that one major problem, and then that's all it's in their head, right? Yep, yep. So let's so let's get, let's go over. So the you guys actually came up um, with a slogan to kind of combat this, right? Yep. And what is that? The no leak skylight. The no leak skylight. Like you guys just put it front and center. You weren't messing around when you were when you, when you were thinking it over, huh? Not at all. We had to just like throw it out there because, I mean, it was so before 2010. I'll, I'll give you some points here. Um, my territory is most of Wisconsin, and I have the Upper Peninsula. Okay, I sell anywhere from ten to twelve thousand skylights per year in my territory. Holy cow. So before 2010, when we redesigned the product, um, I would service, I service skylights. I would service about 150 skylights. Okay. Okay. So that's what, out of what I sell, that's like 0.001% of my skylights that, you know, I would go and service. Most of it, um, was I would say, you know, 99% of the time was the skylights were put on too low of a roof pitch. 
Um, our skylights, our deck mount skylights only go down to a 312 roof pitch. We now have our curb mount skylights, which you can lay flat on a roof. Um, and they, you know, they don't leak because of technology. Um, so they're putting too low a roof. They weren't flashed correctly. Um, they didn't have a vapor barrier wrapped around them, all kinds of things. But our biggest leak actually was not a leak from the outside in, was a leak from the inside out. Condensation. Condensation. All right. You got me intrigued. Talk a little bit about that. So warm, moist, stale, polluted air rises, right? Yep. So with it rising, it's going to go to the coldest spot. Correct? Yep. That that's right. So typically glass is the, is the coldest spot, you know, in any roof or wall system. Okay. So it would go to that. Now, we've always used insulating glass uh, that performed very well. Um, uh, Technology and insulating glass is really advanced. So it, it keeps glass warmer, which then reduces the condensation. But the biggest thing was skylights. We In our instructions, you had to wrap the skylights. And what I mean about that before you flashed them, you, you would have to, like years ago, it was felt paper. So you take felt paper and they run it up the side of skylights and because our skylights, the old skylights would sit off the roof deck, deck mount skylights, that's their name, about a quarter of an inch because of the mounting brackets. So you had, you should have had a, you know, a well-insulated attic space and you had a Energy Star code compliant uh, skylight up there. But that gap was a huge dew point. And if you didn't wrap it, create a vapor barrier in the wintertime, when we get most of our condensation, that warm moist air would flow through the area where the skylight meets the trim, go okay. out, and if there's no vapor barrier, it would hit the roof tins, the, our step flashing system, which are metal, condensate on that, wintertime freeze, and then thaw and melt back in to the inside. That was hideous. Hmm. So then we required, then along came adhesive underlayment, okay? Okay. That was godsend. Because not only, <laughs> not only did it create a vapor barrier, but it was an excellent waterproofing from the outside standpoint. Okay. So then they would wrap it. Well, we redesigned the skylights in 2010. Um, we took away those brackets. And we actually used what's called a deck seal. It's a heavy metal uh, nailing flange that's like on windows, but a lot stronger. And then on the backside of that nailing flange is a closed cell phone gasket. So that skylight, that deck mount skylight, now seals down to the roof deck. Hmm. And then in every one of our world-famous flashing kits, we have a roll of adhesive underlayment that is designed strictly for skylights, okay? So we're giving you three layers of redundancy, okay, of protection. Um, and so we are able to name it the no-leak skylight um, to the point where we actually give a 10-year no-leak warranty on the installation of it. And that's unheard of. We give. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not, I mean, that's, that's not the product. That's, that's installation. That's crazy. Yep. So since, and, and we've made it a lot easier to install for the roofer so that no mistakes can be made. 
So, so since 2010, what, 13 years, again, I sell 10,000 to 12,000 skylights a year in my territory. Uh, I think I can count on one hand how many times I've had a leaky, a true leaky skylight. Sure. It's not leaky. And I, and I think that's, that's, that's kind of crucial because I think when people, a lot of times when I, when I get calls or, or people talk about their skylights, they talk about the condensation buildup. And I, I mean, I've spent years trying to talk people through that that's, that's not a failure point of the window. Um, it's it's actually got to do with all kinds of factors within your house. Correct. Um, and it's just it's just mind boggling to them that no, I mean even I mean to be fair, if I switch gears to vertical windows, like just regular windows, people talk about condensation. Oh, it's a, there's no gas in the, in in the the glass or something's leaked. Or I'm like, no, your humidity is almost sixty percent in this house. Like where where do you think in the wintertime? where your weak point is, you know, or you, you know, it's just, it's just amazing. It's not amazing. It's, it's really tricky in building science land. It is. Um, um, to, to really talk about all the aspects. Cause there's so many aspects um, that come into play as far as how do you maintain the house? How do you keep it ahead of this? Um, but this actually, but you guys have really, really done a good job here trying to take the guesswork out of, indoor ventilation, right, Paul? Yes. Yes. So one of the best ways to move that condensation out and that happens late fall, winter, early springs. Okay. Condensation is to actually, um, going back to the point where the no leak skylight, the only way a skylight now leaks is if a manual venting skylight is left open. Okay, so by using a venting skylight, okay, you can move that moist air in and out. You just crack the skylight. In the wintertime, you're not going to get much heat loss. People are like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to lose a lot of heat. You don't. You just open it, open it a hair, and it's going to move that condensation out. Um, and because the reason you don't lose much heat is because pretty much Everything in our home, either us, our physical beings, or the materials used to build home is considered a thermal mass. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they'll absorb, some will absorb, you know, the air, the heat faster than others. It'll also release it faster. But those thermal masses are releasing the heat to make up whatever kind of loss you have. Um, so you, you get very little heat loss when you do that. And again, you're not leaving it open for hours on end, but, um, you know, back then using a venting skylight, it was a manual venting skylight and they were a bear that, as you know, a bear to open and close because they're typically out of reach and you would forget about them when you opened them. Okay. Unless right. a storm came along and, you know. Rain's coming in your venting, manual venting skylight. So we, yeah, we, I think, I think that's what people got nervous with, right? They, they said, even yeah. if you could get up there and you, or you could use the wand to open them, you'd have to remember, I mean, it's just not something that you're always looking at. So I think you walk out of the home, you go shopping, you do something, and all of a sudden it starts raining, and you're like, oh my goodness. It's not necessarily a light rain you're worried about, it's that windblown light rain that's going to like slide, you know, push it in there. And, and most of the time, at least in Wisconsin here, we would be doing those shafts in some sort of drywall, you know, some, uh, something that didn't do well with moisture. So yes. you'd immediately see 
uh, signs of, of, of water. And I think to your point, even that freeze-thaw cycle lended itself to seeing that right away. And so it just looked bad, right? I mean, at the end of the day, um, it just didn't look nice to have these, these skylights. But you guys have done or are, have worked on, um, you know, making that go away. But, but talk about the technology behind making that so I don't have to think about it, though. So you don't have to think about it. Well, some of the technology is the advancement in glass. Um, insulating glass, uh, certain amounts of uh, low emissivity film applied to the glass uh, by the manufacturer. Uh, Velux uses um, um, what we call a clean, quiet, safe glass. It's got three coats of low E on it, but at excellent visible light transmittance, meaning that you can you can see the outdoors. You have a great view without much discoloration. Um, and it's also self-cleaning glass. Um, it's got like a super rain X on it. So that, those. I love three, that. I love that. And I those, love telling people it's self-cleaning because yes. they, they, they like their eyes let up. You mean I don't have to go up there and, 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 and wipe it down every time it rains. I'm like, not a chance. Not that's, a chance. that's nice. Yeah. So by adding that, having three coats of low E, it keeps the glass warmer. And then of course the metal spacer bars uh, have become more advanced too. So it's called warm edge technology. Has it has it eliminated condensation 100%? No, it never will. Okay, just it's mother nature at its, well, we think at its worst, but it's mother <laughs> nature. Um, so, but one thing we've done is the best way to move air in and out of your home naturally is through your roof, through a hole in the roof, okay? Yep. Or a venting skylight. In the last podcast we did, if people listened to it, our name Velux is two Latin words, V-E for ventilation and Lux for light. A lot of people think about, you know, when they think about skylights, oh, a lot of light pouring through on them, okay? Um, yep. which, is, which is correct, two to three times more natural light than vertical windows uh, and for more hours a day. But our first name is ventilation. Um, so by opening that, Hole in the roof, you're, you're using the chimney effect, which works on buoyancy, negative, negative pressure. So that warm, moist, stale air is moving upward. Um, and in some cases, in wintertime, you don't even have to open up a vertical window. What's near that skylight, once you open it up, it's going gonna, it's gonna to draw it out because there's some natural buoyancy there to begin with. It's going to draw it out. Um, but we now have, um, well, our solar-powered fresh air skylight, Okay, completely wireless. Um, it runs. What it is is it's a it's a venting skylight that has a photovoltaic cell panel at the bottom of it, and then it has an acoustic rain sensor next to it. So what it does is meaning completely wireless, self-sustainable. Is it draws off of unlike old, unlike um, the old uh, photovoltaic technology which worked on direct beam sunlight, the new photovoltaic draws off of ambient light. It's, it's closer to the um, infrared ray, sun's rays that it draws. Um, so on a cloudy, rainy day facing north here on my home, my skylights, my uh, solar power fresher are charging. Or as they found, they use me as a guinea pig, when we rolled the uh, solar powered fresh air skylights out here in America in 2012, um, it actually charges with up to six inches of snow sitting on it. Holy smoke. 
because snow is translucent, I think, like up to eight inches. So, oh, wow. So it's constantly charging. Um, so no electricity has to be ran to it. Self-sustainable, completely wireless. And you can, it's ran remotely. You don't have to use what you called the wand, which was not a magic wand in any way, shape or form. <laughs> um, so it's done remote. You can time it to open and close. Okay. So like in my home here, or I should say our old home where I had a, a solar powered venting skylight on it. My wife would time it in the winter time for 15 minutes, open it, you know, fully open they go about 12 13 inches but only about three inches because she knows when she takes a shower that skylight's moving more air out of the bathroom than our fan does and she gets out and the mirroring foggy which is huge so and then it closes after 15 minutes on its own but we now have a indoor climate sensor artificial intelligence system that will actually open and close the skylights for you and the shades, the solar shades that we have for our skylights, which are very important um, without you having to do the thinking. Got it. Got it. So let's, so let's, let's talk about the shades too, because I think um, those are, those are going to be like an upcharge to get those, to, those shades, right? I mean, everything's an upcharge. Everything's an upcharge. Yes, it is. Got it. So what, what, but st- but you you guys you guys really believe in these shades? Why? Well, so shade shades. There's four reasons for shading. One is decoration. Uh, that's you know the minor reason. Um, the other one is privacy. Okay, we are uh, even our suburbs, our new developments are becoming urbanized, where we're building homes closer and closer to each other again because of land space. And you, you know, you got, you got a single story built next to a two story that's, you know, feet away. So privacy uh, or your neighbor's kids flying drones. Uh, (laughs) Privacy. The third one, but major reasons are uh, one is light control. Okay. So by closing a blind, you can control that light, say an entertainment area, family room, the TV, or in your office, you, you, you lose a, you use a light filtering blind. We have two types of blind light filtering and room darkening. Um, you close that light filtering blind um, and it controls the light. You're still allowing some natural light to pour through, but it controls the light. So reduces that glare um, that comes through skylights. Glare will come through vertical windows even more so than skylights. Um, but so it reduces that. But the, the fourth is uh, energy performance, thermal performance by closing our shades at a certain time, um, especially our room darkening, which are double cellular, you have absolutely no heat loss. It takes a code compliant Energy Star approved skylight and Velux only uses U values from a 0.38. Now for skylights on a roof, that's acceptable by codes. Now windows um, and vertical glazing the codes are requiring down to like a 0.2 U-value, which means you need to go to triple glazing, okay? Triple glazing is expensive. It's heavy. Um, so, Velux, we don't want to go to triple glazing because of it's heavy. 
takes on a roof. And once you take insulating glass from a vertical position and you move it to a sloped position, the glass acts completely differently. Sure. So the codes know that now, the code writers know that, and they take that in place. So you can have a higher U-value in glass. But once you close that shade in the wintertime, you are getting, you're knocking the skylight down to a 0.2, about 0.2 U-value, which is better than triple glazing. So thermal performance is excellent. Sure. And, and I think when we think about triple glazing in, in itself, though, the, for, for those of us in the, in the non-technical realm, or if you're listening going, I don't, I, I've heard the word triple glaze. I mean, ultimately, if you think of, of anything that's solid, let's think of a wall, right? So let's think of a wall in your house. And if I just have a straight wall with no windows in it, right? Just a flat wall, all siding, no one likes it, it's ugly. Um, if you think of the thermal value of that, as far as heat transfer or cooling yep. from inside to outside, you're, you're obviously you have very little opportunity for me to transfer any of the outside temperature inside or any of the inside temperature outside. Right. Right. So then if you punch a hole in that, obviously with nothing in it, it just free flows. So we have to put windows in there. And what we spend decades working on right now is how do we get a window that's lets all kinds of light in um, with glass get to the same properties of that solid wall. Well, we all know that that's not really possible. I mean, that's, okay. it's a different material. And so over the years, we've done all kinds of different things by putting gases and films and adding different layers of glass. If you think about your house when you were growing up, Paul, I'm sure you had the single pane glass and then you put the storm window in it in the wintertime, yep. right? Yep. So, I mean, that was the first double pane glass, essentially, right? You put two yep. pieces of glass in in hopes to create an air space between them that would help with that. So when we think of skylights going to a triple pane, obviously what we're really trying to do, or, or even with the windows, we're trying to get that to be less transfer from one space inside to outside. And you're right, Paul, obviously the more glass we put in there, the heavier that gets, the more complicated it gets. Um, but that's also why the shade is particularly most important, right? Is that we are actually able to, lower some of that thermal transfer if that shade is closed. Is that correct? Correct. And the beauty of our shades are like our solar powered fresh air skylight, they are solar powered, meaning that has a PV cell on it that draws in that ambient light and charges a nickel hydride battery and runs the low voltage motor. So up, down, stop with the shades, all remote. Everything's remote. And, it's, and I, I think, yeah. And if and if you can touch on this piece of it real quick, because we're just about out of time here, and I, and I, yeah. I don't, I want, I think this is a key component to where uh, Velux has really spent um, a lot of time on it. When you talked about the wireless technology of opening, closing, but I mean, there's actually it's it's far more intelligent than hitting a button to open it and and close. Can you talk a little bit about how this can be integrated in in so it's very much a almost like a sit and forget type application. So um, what, what it does is, so I, the, what I'm hearing you is where we don't have to think about it, where it jumps in and takes over, does the thinking for us. Is that. Yeah. Talk, yeah. About? Talk about the aspects and, and I, and I'm being very general. It can't think for us, but I mean, in, right. in no. general, Velex has spent some time, understanding i mean i'm always impressed when i say well paul i'm i'm probably gonna forget to shut it and you went well it's funny 
Well, we've solved that. So talk a little bit, I guess, about about the condensation of about when about the stack effect. You talked about your wife being able to close 15 minutes later. But if you're not familiar with that technology, it really doesn't make sense to what you're talking about, I guess. Could you clarify some of that? Absolutely. So what it does is um, this, the Velux Active System, which is our indoor climate sensor system, the, the brains of it uses your Wi-Fi, okay, and goes out and finds the nearest national weather station. And I'm not talking, you know, the TV station weather station. I'm talking a national weather station. And it takes all the information from that weather station, time of year, where you're located, longitude and latitude, okay, where you're located, time of year, the seasons of the year, time of day, what are the average temperatures of the year, you know, that time of season, what's happening outside right now. And it actually has, uh, it comes with its indoor climate sensor system that reads uh, three things. Temperature, humidity, and CO2 content. And as we talked about in the other podcast, CO2 is the number one pollutant in our homes. And it's measurable. So it, read, it reads those three things. So it goes out, grabs from National Weather Station, dumps all that stuff into it, and, and creates the defaults from there. Now, you can go in, like when I originally did it, it set my default for wintertime for the months of October through the month of May at 40%. Okay. Once it's at Richie's 40% at the climate sensor, it's going to open up the skylight and start venting it. I changed it to 38%. So you're able to do that. Okay. So it starts reading that. So it gets above a certain temperature that default or you set it, it's going to open the skylight and move that hot air out. Okay. Humidity, CO2 measures on parts per million. Okay. 400 parts per million is outside air. That's your benchmark. Once you start getting up around 700 parts per million, up to 1,200, which our new homes have in them right now, basically, you're in an unhealthy environment. So it reads that, and it opens up the skylights. Now, one thing it does by grabbing the National Weather Station and knowing where you're at and the time it at, in the winter time, it'll close the shades on my home in Wauwatosa when it gets dark. Now, it won't do it exactly at 5 o'clock. It'll wait a couple hours because it wants any kind of movement cross the air to move any moist. It'll close about seven o'clock at night and I get absolutely no heat loss through those skylights. And I don't have to think about it. It does it for right. me. Right, right. So. I think that's, I think that's, I think that's the critical piece to it is that Velex has, has really taken some advances in technology and understanding, you know, that, you know, they're, they're spending, you know, I'm sure a ton of time with R&D on this and um, what, what, you know, cross our, our fingers for our healthy listener audience, sooner or later, we're going to start integrating VOC sensor into that too. So, yep. um, you know, it, it, it'll sense toxins that, that are in our air and, and try and help mitigate that with, with, with the skylight as well. So I keep my fingers crossed for that. Um, but no, I think that's, that's critical. When I said earlier about leaving to, when it starts to rain, I mean, the actual rain sensor, like that Paul talked about earlier, obviously that also shuts it if, in case, um, you, you've left and it's, and it's still open. So that's cool. So, and the key here, Jonathan, is it's all done naturally. Right. You know? Exactly. Exactly. So we didn't ask some power vent to, to, to do something. It's all done through natural ventilation. That's the natural ventilation, or we use the sun to operate exactly. our skylights. We don't exactly. use fossil fuels. 
All right. Well, we've come that time in the podcast where I'm going to attempt to recap a little bit of our conversation, and Paul's going to tell me whether I was right or wrong, or add his two cents to it at the end. So I'm going to. So we talked about skylets and technology and some of the misconceptions. You know, back in 2010, there was a redesign, according to to Paul, and it wasn't a redesign because there was a problem with their with skylights as in general. It was because they wanted to, they wanted to make the installation process easier for it to be uh, done by anybody. Um, and that would actually pretty much take the 100% guarantee uh, that it wouldn't that we wouldn't get moisture back into the or through the, the skylight system. Um, and so they came up with a 10-year warranty uh, as part of v- VLX's system. So back in 2010, Inst- they did- installation warranty, Jonathan. Installation warranty. Sorry. Our product has always had warranties on it, but this is truly an installation warranty. Installation warranty, which, as far as I know, there are very few manufacturers that do installation warranties at all. Yeah. So I think that that's that that's a key. Also, Paul did did mention that you know they have developed skylights for pretty much any slope application up to no slope. So yep. I think that's that's something else that there's this misidea that well I, I got to have a really steep slope in order to put a skylight on. So the VLEX has spent time to, to work on that type of technology. They've also on the technology front they actually have self cleaning glass. Um, we'll we'll put that in asterisks because we we know that not everything can be perfectly self-cleaning, but they've spent, they, they knew that that was another burden, right? So they've attacked it on the technology front of self-cleaning glass. Yep. Um, and then also they are, they offer shade and blind op, uh, options to help with, with not only thermal, but also with the comfort of light coming in. Um, most impressively over the, over the years, they've added and the auto op, or the auto open and the rain close wireless technology. Uh, solar, I thought was another neat one. It'd be back in the day. People would say, well, you have to run that wire up and I don't, I don't want to hit a button and what happens if I get, you know, something happens and they've actually integrated this all into one big self-contained unit with solar panels and everything else. And that will work with, according to Paul, almost up to six inches or more of snow. Well, six inches or less of snow for sure. Eight inches, maybe not so much, but that means for the most part, everybody here in Wisconsin, there's no worry that it's not going to be charging while snow's on there. Um, I, I think one of the other things that I want to I want to briefly go back to was Paul mentioned showering, um, and so I think it's important that people um, understand condensation. Uh, and I think showering is a great one because Paul mentioned earlier too on the, the the failure point was not on the on the skylights as so much as just seeing condensation up at the top of these. And then thinking there was a problem with the skylight. So the next time that you get out of your shower and you look at your ceiling and you see all those little droplets there and you're wondering, boy, uh, there's a lot of moisture in my bathroom. Imagine now that in your house and it's going to its surface where we talked about glass and how it's not being as thermally nice as a solid wall. In your ceiling, no less, now that condensation is going up to the top. It was nothing to do with the skylight. More than likely, it was to do with the humidity and the condensation with your air. So we want to remember that um, showers are another good one. Make sure you're running that bath fan at a constant all the time. Make sure you're getting rid of that condensation. Even if you don't have sky skylights, it's a good idea. But skylights, that was the topic of today and the technology behind them and the misconceptions that they leak, which Felix created the no leak skylight as an advertising piece, not because their skylight leaked. Right. Did I cover that all, Paul? You did. Real quick, if I got second here. Um, another technology, and I mentioned it uh, earlier when I was talking about the fresh air solar powered skylight, the photovoltaic cell hangs off on a shelf, but right next to it is a rain sensor. So all of our fresh air solar powered or solar powered fresh air skylights come with a rain sensor. So when it rains, 
it shuts the skylight down for you. You don't have to run. Like I said earlier, the only skylight that leaks is a manual venting skylight left that's been left open. So this actually, they shut the skylights down and um, they won't allow you, they, it won't allow you to reopen the skylight till it doesn't hear anything. It's an acoustic rain sensor because uh, we don't have any power being drawn. So it's acoustic. So it won't allow you to reopen the skylights until it hasn't heard anything for three minutes. So it shuts the skylights down. And that was that was a problem. Our electric skylights, our old electric skylights, they were powered. So if a storm came along, the thunder and lightning would knock out the power on the house, thus knocking out the rain sensors, and the rain would come. Now the power goes out in the house, the skylights are operating separately because their battery's charged and it will shut down. So, and then Jonathan, if I can mention one last thing, Please go ahead, Paul. I don't think I'm going to be able to stop you. See, so might as well run with it. Give me 30 seconds. So there's there's a thing out there called the 30% federal solar tax credit. It is a tax credit. It's a hybrid tax credit. Anybody gets it, whether you owe on your liable on your taxes. I don't say liable. You owe on your taxes. You're you're come to zero, uh, or you're getting money back. This 30% federal solar tax credit gives you 30%, no cap on any solar product on the product and labor to install. So, mm. um, so that means solar skylights, solar shades and labor to install. So um, the federal government will help you out there. 30% okay. it's not bad. It's not bad. So why are we talking about it on the Beyond 365 podcast when we talk all things healthy is because we have been talking about the fact that Skylights, they offer light and ventilation. And it actually is all part of VLUX's name. The V in the front end is for ventilation and the Lux at the end is for light. And so the reason we're talking about technology in this particular version of, of this the Skylight talk is because the technology is integrating to help get rid of those toxins in our house by ventilating and also helping us on the thermal front by the shades and everything being closed. So I just want to kind of make sure that we get that full circle. It wasn't that we were pitching that everybody should have a skylight, although I might arguably say you should, but it's one of those things where I think we, we forget about them because of the misconception out there that they leak. And I hope today that we talked about how that's not, that is a misconception. And that's why we have the no leak skylight brought to you by VLUX. Yep. Any last thoughts, Paul? I know you've had a couple. Wait, let me check my notes. Okay. I'm <laughs> Hold done. on. I'm done. <laughs> well, Paul, as always, I love having you on a guest. I can't, as a guest, I can't wait to have you on to the next topic that we talk about all skylights. Thanks for your time today. Jonathan, I appreciate you having me on. Um, what Step Beyond Green is doing um, is, is very important. Um, so, and Velux recognizes that. So thank you for all you've done. You're welcome. Take care, sir. Okay. All right. Bye. Step Beyond Green's mission is to create healthier indoor environments for us to live and work in. This is one of the ways that we do this. Please like, subscribe, or share this, as well as leave a comment below about this topic, or maybe it's a topic you'd like us to discuss in the future. As always, stay healthy. We'll see you next time.